Middle Saturday night. We in the Maybe. spot. Come on. Okay, here we go. Saturday night. A rare Saturday night show, John. But we are here. Powered by football and Tito's and excitement and Saturday and everybody waiting in the chat and everybody listening uh, later on the podcast and everybody watching live on the tube. You feel like we're cooking the books a little bit. We're working on Saturday, but we get Sunday off. We're usually Sunday workers. It don't do as much on Saturday. So it just, we don't get time and a half, you know, we're we're weekend guys. Tomorrow is Sunday, John. Last chance to go to church before the season starts. That's true. I, I, it felt very football-y today, I'm not going to lie. Like, I wouldn't quite say NFL Sunday, but it was much closer than last week. I promise you that much. Yeah, did you feel Did you feel that uh, like first thing in the morning, start double-check the schedule, and then you realize all the, like almost every game started didn't start until 1 o'clock? Like mo- yeah, then 4. Evening. evening. Yeah. So, weird start times. Weird start times. I did. I locked into the Bears game. A little too much Dalton. And then I had a lot of downtime between the Niner game. And then even during that downtime, though, then all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence and Stefanski come on my TV. I'm like, oh, I got an hour and a half to kill. I got a football on. That made it easier. I think that 4 to 5.30 window, yeah. I, could, I could fill it with uh, some Urban Meyer. Some Minshew. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, a little too much. I got, I got some Mariota accuracy vibes from Trevor Lawrence today, but I only saw one throw. So it was that one throw was just <laughs> the guy open in the flat, too high. I just went, oh. But he made a couple, he made a couple of good generational throws. talent. That's what they tell me. So yeah, I, I would I, I wouldn't make too much of the one throw. I, I got some uh, Dave Gettleman vibes from Bulky and Urban with uh, taking a running back in the first round. Yeah. when you have multiple running backs on the team, like what the hell are you guys doing? Yep, yep, I'm with you. Little little weird. Uh, a little weird. Thanks to everybody who was waiting in the chat. There was some disagreement. There was some 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 arguing going on in the chat, John, about whether we were late or not. If we never set a time, you can never be late. We said when Trey Lance is done, we're here. So Trey Lance, for those of you listening on the podcast, Saturday night, Trey Lance is out. Rosen's in. You just alerted me. Chargers Rams are on NFL Network, so that's on the TV. And uh, here we are. I've officially also changed the 49er game. I'm sorry, Josh. Even though I thought you were going to be a good NFL quarterback, I know that Kyle Shanahan doesn't view you as one, so I'm out on you as well as him. Uh, he just needs to finish the game. XOR1111 on YouTube says Richie James generational dropper. <laughs> yeah. Can there confirm he was drop dropping balls. passes in camp as well. Yes. Not not his uh, best night. Or River uh, River I Am uh, Rivercraft. A river runs through it, Craycraft. Somebody did an article <laughs> yeah. about Chris Berman's nicknames the other day. <laughs> that, that A river runs through it. That, he'd have to be a good player, though, to get a nickname, right? Uh, yeah, don't call me Philip River Craycraft. How about that one? Yeah, you you don't get nicknamed when you when you stink. Uh, Chargers Rams backup fest. Neither team playing anybody. Well, we know. I mean, the beauty of Sean McVay is he tells you exactly what he's going to do. A lot of backups, guy. A lot of backups in games today, just in general. Uh, Michael Nielsen on YouTube says, "I'm here for all the Fields talk. There will be Justin Fields talk. It's coming, baby. It is coming. Absolutely, it is coming." Happy Tito Saturday. Happy Tito Saturday, everybody. John, you know, I got my uh, I got my Tito's handmade vodka um oh. uh, uh mason jar with a handle on it that our guy Devin gave us. Uh this show, everybody, the comments we got so many comments to catch up on. Uh we got so much to get to. Uh, obviously we're gonna talk about um Trey Lance tonight. Maybe <laughs> you guys heard. Yeah. Before we go any further, let's tell you about our friends who present this show, Tito's handmade vodka, John. While you dive into some of the details. 
I'm actually going to make a little Tito's right here, an infusion, if you will. Yeah, you know what, guy? Huh. We're gonna we're gonna call Tito's this week. The Tito's transfusion. Oh, week. I said infusion. That is gonna be transfusion. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be the official drink of the week. A Tito's transfusion. Ice. I myself have a Tito's in Lacroix. Oh. A Tito's in Lacroix. Tito's, American made, Austin, California, or Austin, Texas. No big deal. He went to UT. Horns up. Tito's beverage is the name of the guy that started it. Horns up. Uh, Gluten-free, no big deal, number one vodka in America, Tito's transfusion. Here's what you put in. You put in some Tito's handmade vodka. Guy's going to put in one ounce of grape juice. He's going to eyeball it. You know, He's going to take some Tito's. Tito's out of his fifth. He's also somewhere there has a little ginger ale, something they love to give you on the airplanes, and a quarter ounce of lime juice. I, my drink, Tito's and LaCroix, oh. LaCroix, you guys big LaCroix drinkers at the uh, no. at the Haberman household? No. Yeah, I, I'm not either, only for my cocktails, and they're fantastic. So, w- still making it. John, this is actually oh, from, I ginger. recommend this ginger beer, everybody, from, uh, it reads, it's from G- Trader Joe's, the original place that carried Tito's here on the West Coast. Had that. Okay. I didn't, yeah, I would not have thought little... grape juice and, uh. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And a little lime. Oh, get a little lime. lime. A little lime. So we got Tito's handmade vodka. We got two ounces of ginger ale. We got a little grape juice. We got a little lime juice. And then we got the Tito's transfusion. The drink of the week. Golf starts this week. Top 125. You see Ricky Fowler, first time in his career, missed it. He's at home. No big deal. I did not see that. Trey Lance, oh, not good. at home. I on would the not Niners. have thought grape juice, John. I've not had grape juice since 1998. And uh, that's good. That, that looks good. like a good drink. That, that is looks a good like drink. a good drink. All right. This podcast brought to you by Tito's. Thank you, Tito's. Uh, thank you, everybody. Keep sending us your photos of Tito's, everybody, by the way. You keep, people are sending us Tito's drinks, and uh, we appreciate you sending us our photos of uh, your Tito's. And uh, don't forget, everybody, get in the mailbag, the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag this week. I'm sure it'll be a big one. And uh, leave a review on iTunes to do that. Tell us your favorite bar to hang at. And um, uh, leave a question for the mailbag. All right, man, the p- comments are popping off. I want to get to some of those. But should we just start with the thing that we just want to start with? Dive right Thanks. in. We're going to talk right about in. the quarterback competition in a moment, Trey versus Jimmy. But let's just start even on a more basic level. Mike McDaniel, the Niners offensive coordinator, said this week it's the first time Trey Lance is ever going to be in a stadium with fans hearing plays in a headset. He's never done that before. So what did you think of just watching the guy non-Photoshop, real NFL 49er uniform on him, step onto the field for the first time at Levi's on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was, like most people, a very cool moment. The anticipation was high. I was giddy all week, really, to watch this guy play in a game. Same with Justin Fields, who we'll get to later. And when he stepped on, I don't think he disappointed, right? They had a deep ball called the first play of the game. Kyle and Andy falls into this category, too. They will poo-poo and say, you know, we just... We're just running our plays. We didn't, we had no game plan. And like, they knew what they were doing. And they tried to hit a deep bomb, the first pass of his unofficial NFL career. It wasn't there. He scrambles. He hits Brandon Ayuk, who's caught everything that you and I have seen. Every practice we've been at, not one ball has hit the ground. Hits his hands, hits the ground. That was kind of crazy. But then, you know, what was it? I guess the second drive is when he hit the big touchdown to Sherfield. I mean, that's yeah. one of the plays of the weekend, I, I, I would say. Just a deep rollout. 
and I'm thinking this, that Jimmy Garoppolo and definitely Jared Goff, like that is a patented play in this offense, right? A deep play action to roll where you can stop. And it's just like, let it rip. Andy used to do that type play with Michael Vick, and you have Deshaun Jackson. And I just, I just thought in my head, like, uh, Jared Goff, he just, I don't, he doesn't know what to do there. Jimmy might underthrow. Matt Stafford throws it. Patrick Mahomes throws it. Aaron Rodgers throws it. Trey Lance throws, throws it. Throws it, yeah. Looks for it, right? Looks for wants it. it. Wants it. Wants it. Because he knows he can do it. And I think that's, you know, maybe that's some of the familiarity with the offense and that he's comfortable in some of these play-action situations. Maybe more comfortable than a rookie would be. I don't know. I saw a little of Zach Wilson. I thought he looked pretty comfortable, actually, today. But... um Made some throws. Got to give him his credit. Yeah, I mean, look, I, there were some people that thought Trey looked a little nervous. I, I thought he was, uh, you know, the 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 when you anytime you can run, anytime a quarterback has mobility, we talk about this balance between how much you want to run and how much you want to throw. Trey Lance looks to throw, and then he 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 might run a little, and while he's running, he's looking to throw, right? Like, if you watch some of Justin Fields, who we'll talk about later, he was looking to run. Trey Lance is going to run. But, I mean, he is I, – I think that was the number one thing for me just watching – just in terms of this part of it, just watching his mentality. He wants to push the ball down the field, and he does not look to run. And I think even a little bit maybe to his detriment tonight, he took four sacks. You know, some, he's behind the second-team offensive line. That's a big part took, of it. Took four sacks would be – I know what you're saying. Got sacked four times. I, I wouldn't say sacked. it that way if I hadn't thought in practice. He took a, he took a few sacks too. Yeah. Spun into a sack in the red zone when we watched him in red zone period at camp the other day. So I do think part of that, it's hard to assign exactly how much goes to each person. I think part of that is his, him holding on to the football to try and make a play with his arms. And, uh, you know, I think the running aspect of it will come. But I, I actually like the fact that he's constantly trying to make a play with his arms and not break out of the pocket, not run away, not pulling the ball down at the first opportunity. I had a friend text me and asked, did you think Trey looked a little slow going from guy to guy, like in the pocket, one to three. There were some people, and I'd say re- relative to Jimmy, like I'd say one thing Jimmy hangs his hat on, he can go from the right side to the left side and warp speed. Yeah, right, and he can unload the ball very quickly. So that Trey Lance does not have that yet. I am not going to nitpick him, just like I wouldn't on any rookie quarterback to just be you know at Jimmy's level doing that stuff. And I'm not looking for him to do that. I also think this. Preseason, and I learned this from Lewis Riddick, you have to put it into context, right? Some of these plays are awesome. All these guys are making. But it's against random players, and sometimes they're disastrous plays, right? When they're scrambling around or a guy sacks them, like it's with a guy that's never going to see the field, at least early on in the NFL up front. So you're just kind of, you're not as sure. And then once you get hit, you start thinking, well, I know this guy is a starter. Is this guy going to get me killed? You know, I, I'm not making excuses, but I'm just saying that, like, it is it is a hard thing to judge, despite, I thought what he showed, there would be some highs, there will be some lows with any young quarterback, but his physical talent is beyond immense, and uh, I, I, I think he pretty much fully displayed that. Beside, I guess they didn't run him at all, when you think about it, none of the zone runs. Right. Which to is protect him or to hide? I've been impre- to protect him or to hide the plays. I think it's to hide because it. they're going to use the plays no matter who's the weak one. Even if he's not the weak one starter, they're going to use the plays. Yeah, I mean they had him under center. They yeah. had him just doing like normal Kyle Shanahan plays. Uh, you know, I, he almost threw a couple of picks. 
Or might, might have almost been three. I don't have to go back to the GFF. Uh, we'll check the uh, we'll check Twitter later. Um, but you know, I I think the the Charlie Warner the Charlie Warner throw to me was another one that doesn't necessarily stand out like a couple of the others. Uh, the IU drop or the Shorefield throw or the Craycraft drop, um, or the other Richie James drop. But it was what I've seen from him in camp, which is him doing the basic things like, okay, we need this basic throw. Can you, are you going to be able to do the, if we drop the right play, are you going to be able to hit it? And the answer to that, I think is yeah. yes. And that's why I've been really impressed with him in camp. Uh, and, and what did we also say in camp? It's like the best play. You said this the other day, the highlight of 49ers camp to this point was a play he made after he should have been sacked on a throw to Shurfield a couple of weeks ago. Well, today, there's no should have been sacked. You get sacked or you don't get sacked. They're chasing you. So the plays he made today counted. Yeah, listen, and if you go to Twitter.com and you got Grant and Lombardi going back and forth, here's what I'd say to both of them. I don't feel either of your numbers mean that much to me because like you just said, I don't know what fucking counts or what does not in practice. This is what you can't argue about a preseason game. It's either he either gets the throw off or he gets sacked. Right, you. There's a finality to the play. There's no like, oh, 95 for the Chiefs. He just he tapped him on the button, said, oh, go finish this play. Or and then that in practice, ball everyone's marking. Or their balls. He completed a ball in practice the other day that you said that's a pick. The safety pulls up, doesn't even mess with a collision. Right in practice, 100. percent So like that is the games and the coaches harp on this all the time. Even though we, and, and I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone, make fun of these games, rip on them, just in terms of the level of play, they are a completely higher level of play than practice, right? Just in terms of making a throw with a, with a safety. Yeah, it's foot. I mean, a guy's just not going to stop. If Aaron Banks gets smoked, and I had an NFL exec text me, he's got slow feet. We didn't like him very much, which makes me a little nervous, and he looked like he had slow feet, and he can't beat out Brunskill, who was in the AAF. But... If he gets smoked, like Trey doesn't get to just finish, hit a deep bomb to, well, Richie drop it, but you know, one of these guys. So it, it you do kind of feel. Surefield, John. Surefield. That's who. Just use Surefield. Yeah, you Surefield. But he by then, he wouldn't even be in the game. Yeah, you're protecting him because he might be your fourth receiver. <laughs> yeah. Him and Juwan Jennings. I mean, Juwan Jennings, another guy. Like, it's the other thing. Kyle kind of tells know. you what he's trying to do when play calls tell you what a coach is trying to do when he's. He's not messing around with three reads and Jennings. He's getting bubble screens to Jennings to get him the football and see if he can make a play or two, right? Yeah, I I guess we'll get into him versus Jimmy here in a second, but he just there are things that he brings to the table. You have to be able to live with a young player, right? And I think this day and age of like I, I don't get as bothered by mistakes when it's talented guys. I I, I just don't. I get bothered, like, to me, when I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm sure you did too because you text me, like, when I see a River Craycraft drop, in my head, you might call me an asshole. I think I'd cut him tomorrow. Like, what's the point? And then Kyle was, well, we need guys to run practice. I'm like, you're right. But, like, if you told me they just relieved him of his duties tomorrow, like, I wouldn't complain. This is the National Football League. Where star players, when they fuck up, star young talents. I go, yeah, it's part of the, part of the deal. Learn through it. Well, yeah. I mean, right. If you throw 13 picks and seven touchdowns, you're out. If you threw 13 picks and 38 touchdowns, you're in. But like like Trey Lance, for example, if he started all 17 games, he would be liable to throw, and obviously Jimmy would too, but 15 interceptions. Yeah. Or hell, a pick a game. Average a pick a game. Oof. He could throw 17 touchdowns. A lot, a lot, a lot, I don't think. Picks. Do you think that would be out of the realm of possibility? Um. I don't think it'd be out of the realm of possibility. I agree with your premise. I, 17 is a ton. 
for a team that's trying to be good Ex- and can run the football game. and you hope it's good on defense yeah. and can, you know what I mean? Like, so 17 is a lot, but yeah, it's, I, I do think he would throw. Do you think the Niners quarterbacks throw 17 between the two of them throw 17 picks this year? Mm, I think it might be close to that number. <laughs> yeah. Cause Garoppolo is liable <laughs> to do it and he doesn't give like, that's the point. Right. And again, you, you take some of the good with it. The more good you get, the more bad you're willing to tolerate. It's very simple. Yeah. One, and I guess that's my ultimate point with them. Like, I, listen, I'll, I'll, I'm going to beat the drum until it's official, and it might not be official for two months, a month, who knows. But I, you have to accept, like, even once he starts playing, there is going to be some stupid-ass shit that he does. Like, it's just, there are going to be plays that look terrible. There just are. That, that would happen with any player, right? I mean, Peyton Manning, I think, threw 20 picks or whatever his rookie year. Like, that's just part of the deal. And I'm not even just talking picks. I'm talking... Potentially like running out in a pocket, leaving the ball down low, getting it stripped. Just little things that he could have some disastrous plays given the way he plays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he could have some great plays. And so the question is, could, yeah. you know, do you – do is your team good enough to handle whatever rookie mistakes get made? And this is – I go back to what I said a couple of days ago about playing the Lions week one, playing the Eagles week two. Can you beat them just by making no mistakes? Can you beat the Lions week one just by not, like, hey, we don't throw any picks, we don't fumble the football, we don't do anything stupid on special teams, we're going to win this football game, right? I think the answer to that's probably yes. I think the Eagles are probably a lot better than the Lions. They just have way better players. The quarterback is just a, is more dynamic. We know what you can do defensively against Goff. Yeah, they, they have some really good tight ends. I mean, Devontae Smith will be there by then. Jalen Rager's a talent from what I've heard in practice. Fletcher Cox is a motherfucker. They got Darius Slay. Like, they just they have more impact players than the Lions. Listen, I, I think the Eagles are like a 6-7 win team. But, I mean, the Lions, I'm not going to put too much in their preseason game. Seriously, guy, they might win two games. <laughs> they, they could be really bad. Um, so, I, I would just no say... No one's like, ever if, gone 1-16. Or two and fifteen. Two and fifteen. Nope. No one's ever done two and fifteen, John. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, I thought he but looked. I, 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 you do get it. You got to get your feet under you against whoever you play, and it is easier to get your feet under you against the Lions than it would be the Packers or the Rams, right? Yeah, yeah. This is why, like, my attitude uh, coming out, and you and I have been talking about Trey Lance. People who've been listening or watching us for a while, a while, a few weeks know that we came back from the first camp we saw him, first OTA, but especially the first camp, and said, uh, this guy could be your quarterback this year, and he might be your quarterback week one. My, to me, if Kyle Shanahan walked in, appeared in the chat right now, and was like, what should I do, fellas? I'd say, let's just call it a competition now, because I want to see him with George Kittle. Right? I want to see him with a, now maybe Kittle doesn't play, I want to see him with a first-team offensive line, or your version of it. Trent Williams didn't start tonight at left tackle. But let's, let's give him a shot. Because I think there's a misconception that... So would you start him in one of these preseason games? Um, I would just... Or, or I'd, yeah, I'd either start him or I'd leave the other guys in. But if it's a competition, that means he might start. Yeah. You only get three of them and the third one's going to be your dress rehearsal, right? But I would treat him like it's a competition moving forward because um, I think there's a misconception. And I thought this going into the draft, there was a misconception that Kyle Shanahan would play it safe. But Kyle Shanahan, it's it's not his nature. He's not a play it safe guy. And I think there's a misconception right now that Kyle, if he could choose, would choose Jimmy to be his quarterback. Well, I agree. I think I think that is the that is the perception by a by you, me, and just by a lot of random fans. And I think that's a misconception. 
Yes. I don't, I don't think Kyle, if we said, Kyle, what do you want to happen? I don't think Kyle would say, I want Jimmy to be the guy. Kyle would say, I want Trey Lance to be the guy. How do we know that? Well, he drafted him third. He believes in him. And the other reason I think that is what he did to start the game. Like, if he had any fear of media momentum, fan momentum, social media momentum, teammate momentum, getting in the way of this perceived plan to install Jimmy and, and rig it so Jimmy can be the starter, then he would have the choice to not set Trey Lance up to hit a bomb on the first play of the game, which is what he, he tried he to would, do. He, he would first, second down, run the ball. He set right? Trey he Lance up to hit a home run <laughs> from the jump and one of those moments where they're running down the field like this. <laughs> right? Yeah. So he wanted it. He wanted, he wanted it, it. I mean, because in his heart of hearts, that's what Kyle is. Kyle, for being the tough guy who wants to run the rock, is also a style guy. He's a flat brim, backward hat, Yeezys, joggers, and let's do some sweet shit out here, guy. And let's yeah. punch people in the face with it. So I, tall, skinny, rich guys usually are. <laughs> so that's that's what he's here. I, I like. I don't think in his head he's trying to rig it for Jimmy. I do not think that. I agree. I would agree with you. I, I where I would. I think you're on to something with it's a misconception. I would just be fascinated how comfortable he is. Just a couple things like tonight, like in a game situation yeah. where he's like, you know, it, it, if I start Trey Lance, because here's the thing. If you start Trey Lance, you want to just dive into him versus Jimmy? Yeah, this is right it. We, we're in. Okay. Okay. If you start Trey Lance, which I am for, my philosophical belief, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, it's easy with Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, but Justin Fields, Trey Lance, over the years with all these guys, and we've seen a ton of them come in, right? The last four or five, I, I bet if we added it up, there's been more quarterbacks like the last three years going the first round. I mean, the multiple years have had five, that's 10, and then another year, like four. That's, I mean, we're got a lot. a lot of them play. All of them have played. Baker, a lot, and a lot of them Burrow, started from week one. Herbert, even if you, I mean, keep going. But for a lot of those guys, if you were down, it didn't matter if you were playing the Lions, the Sacramento Mountain Lions, or the New England Patriots. If that guy, and you started him week one, had two picks and you're down at halftime, it's like, it sucks, don't get me wrong, but you're not, like, going to take him out of the game. What if you were down 14-7 to seven to the Lions at halftime and he had thrown two picks and a pick six? Like, I, listen... I'd be the first to say you got to live and die with it, but I'd understand like Kyle, like fuck. If he this, went to Jimmy, losing the line. If he went yeah. to Garoppolo, yeah. So that is part of the problem. Like it doesn't get. I I think there's a decent chance the Lions are the worst team in the league. I think the Jags gonna be pretty terrible, but like they, their quarterbacks are better than Jared Goff. They could just make more plays. It, what if you were down at halftime? I, I you know just something like it's easy for me to say. And listen, I would start them, but that is a scenario that Kyle has to talk about. Like. Yeah. You, can you just start yanking him, messing with his confidence? Or do, you could argue, does it even matter? There's the pros. He's clearly going to be our guy. We're just going to live and die with it. Because you could argue you treat it like a platoon situation in baseball. Like, he'll figure it out big picture. It's not even that big a deal. It's more if Jimmy can handle it. But Trey, like, he'll be fine. Well, what did John Lynch say in his interview today with Tim Ryan? Jimmy's the best arm with, talent in the league. With the, the, the glorious mane of Tim Ryan and Greg Papa, who also has great hair, but next to Tim Ryan, it's like... No, he looks like me. He said, he said, what did he say? He said, Jimmy loves to compete. So the beauty of the scenario you're drawing up is that's, that's, there's two preseason games between now and that scenario. Like you can have a competition between then and then make the decision about who starts against the Lions. I'm just saying, I think that we should, we should have that now. Well, to me then guy, you have this week coming up against the Chargers. Yeah. 
And when they roll out Derwin James and, and some of their legit starters on defense, I, it can't just be Jimmy. Like, you have to see him versus those guys. Like, I want to see Trey, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, get live reps on those guys in the practice. Because normally, your ones would just go against Chargers ones. It'd be very normal, right? I got to cook the books a little bit on that one. And luckily, he kind of has. But I think you really got to push the envelope. Because like you said, I watched Jimmy with uh, some of the Niners pregame with Vern Glenn. I do think Jimmy's being genuine. He's like, you know... Trey's been cool, and he, and he basically alluded to, you know, he could have come in third pick entitled or whatever, and it hasn't been like that at all. Like, I've enjoyed being around him. Like, I know a lot of people are making this big deal about it, but it's been it's been good. Like, I, I think Trey's pretty likable, and Jimmy is the, guy, the guy's guy, and maybe they just kind of like each other. I, I don't – it would be human nature. Like, if me and you were just competing – there was just one microphone, and whoever got it, the other guys had to sit on the sideline – Right, it's it'd be human nature. For, there, there is competition there, but I, maybe it helps Jimmy make so much money that he knows big picture it's going to be okay as long as he just keeps playing well. That I do think you can kind of move past it. I'm sure he's had some Belichick's probably texted him some words of encouragement. It's probably easier to you know uh, compartmentalize everything. He's just an older player, right? He's not. If he was a third year guy, I think we see it happen sometimes, like. Let's just use this example. The way Gardner Minshew has handled Trevor Lawrence has not sounded the same way that Jimmy has handled. And I'm not comparing the two players, but Gardner just says some stupid shit. You're like, Gardner, I mean, calm down. Jimmy just doesn't come off like that. So you could argue you might be able to mold this situation any way you feel fit. Like if, if you in a game you want to give Trey back-to-back series, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, which is not ideal because no, his, but it's his, part of paying. You know, you're paying a guy twenty five million dollars in the case of Garoppolo, right? You can't really say anything. I guess you could, but you're right. It's not in his nature, nor is it in his upbringing, his like football upbringing, um, and yeah. it's clearly not in Trey's upbringing, right? We, we, you and I talked the other day about Trey Lance's press conference, where it was just a whole lot of I just love my teammates. Oh, George Kittle, he's talented. You know, do you think it helps that both guys? I mean, they're really their root root is Northern Illinois and North Dakota State. Yeah. Like, no one really blows you. Yeah. Like, you're and, starting quarterback at Texas or Alabama. And I think their default personality is teammate. Like, their default is just be a good teammate, right? Their default is yeah. not, I need to be the... I, I, I would imagine their default is not be a good teammate. Let me rephrase. Their default is I'm not the life of the party guy. Like, they're probably not, when there's five guys hanging out, friends, like, neither one of those guys has to be the one getting all the attention, right? So, I yeah. think in that way, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think there is something to that. Um, but for Kittle comes in, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's fine. Like you, you need all kinds. Yeah. It's just it'd be hard if one of them maybe was more that way. Or, um, but to your point on the colleges, like they're both guys. Who was it? Oh, it was. Did you tweet this? The Bills. Uh, Dan Graziano wrote a thing about the Bills the other day. That yeah, was Brian sweet. Dable was it? Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, that did it. Yeah, and said to the mm-hmm. whole. For those of you who didn't see it, he gets up in a meeting room and he said. uh well, what was it like? Who here has been a first starts round with pick? Co- starts, starts with the coaches. He goes, anyone in here not been fired, sit down. Oh, f- Every, fired or cut. He tells, the whole, yeah. he tells the whole room to stand up. Anyone in here not been fired, sit down. Every coach sits down. Anyone here not been cut or traded, everyone stands, stands Even sits though down. Mitchell Trubisky technically was just not re- contract renewed, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then there was one guy standing up, and it was Josh Allen. Oh, because he said, everyone stand up who's not a first-round pick that hasn't been cut or traded. 
Well, Trubisky was a first-round pick, but he was essentially cut. And Josh Allen was the lone guy standing in the room with all the players, including the coaches, and he said, Josh, how many uh, college, you know, scholarship offers? And he said, none. Coming out of high school. Yeah. And and his message was, never forget where you come from. And I was like, damn, that is an incredible story. (laughs) That feels very like, that. Is that a Saban-Belichick thing that he picked up? Although, I don't know how Saban would do that. Yeah, you're right. It'd be a Belichick. Thing. Anybody who was <laughs> not a five star, sit down. <laughs> you're right. Saving that'd be impossible. <laughs> that was great. But he can do it with the coaches because he, he hires a lot of fire guys. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think <laughs> this situation, whether you think Trey should be the starter, whether you think Jimmy should be the starter, I, I, I let, let's compromise here and say at minimum, this should be a competition, though. Let's make it a It, it has been a competition. If, if if practice is about competing, then it's already been a competition. Unofficially, Garoppolo's getting a lot of opportunities with the ones, but make it a competition. And if Garoppolo is I, the starter, then he's then if he wins the job, he wins the job. But I don't think Shanahan has an interest in rigging it for Garoppolo. I do think he and Mike McDaniel legitimately just want to make sure Trey Lance is ready for it because I of the situation you... I think there's a big week with the Chargers. Just those practices leading into the game... It's like uh, one thing I feel just watching a couple of preseason games, it's clear it felt like most of the preseason games this week, a lot of the teams joint practiced, and there's like a carried on conversation from the week that leads into the game. And maybe part of it too is like the broadcasters all work for the team. So like they've been at practices and they know it's just, it's like one big momentum. And I think the number one story for Chargers 49ers is going to be, obviously, Herbert is one of the biggest stories in the league, but the Niners quarterback situation truly is. Because Kyle kind of has, but he didn't go as far as Nagy. Like, no matter what, Dalton's going to be the number one quarterback week one. He just said, like, Jimmy's our starting quarterback. But then, like, things like tonight happen. He makes that throw, and you just go, God, I don't know, man. But Jimmy just has the experience, and I, I, I... I still well, lean as as we sit here today after they're both there. I mean, Jimmy didn't even have a performance. He got to drive. He had four four I, air I, yards. I think is what Josh Dubow wrote. Three three of three four air yards. My confidence level, Jimmy starting week one, probably was like eighty twenty a week and a half ago. It's moved to seventy thirty, and right now it's like sixty five thirty five. But I think it's going to be hard for it to get to fifty fifty. There's going to be some need to be a couple moments. Yeah. Which he had a couple tonight, but it wasn't. He, and that's where he, he gained a little steam. He had a moment. He had some moments, but know? then it also kind of, you know, he, there were more opportunities for moments, 60 seconds or whatever it was on the clock, two timeouts. Here we go. Can you get down the field? It's like, oh. Right. Yeah, he, he does enough for Kyle to say with a straight face, like, yeah, I mean, this he could have thrown multiple picks. That would be a problem. Right? right. Without hesitation. Right. But that's part of the deal, and this is where we go back to Garoppolo it's not. It has not just been another misconception, or or I think it's it, this gets repeated because it gets said, and then it just gets repeated and repeated and regurgitated. It's just an availability issue with Jimmy. It is not. It has not just been an availability issue with Garoppolo, right? It also yeah. is. Well, is he going to make mistakes? Is he going to turn the ball over? Is he going to? It's not just about injury. So I mean, are you guaranteed to not be down fourteen to seven at the half against the Lions if Garoppolo is the starting quarterback? Well, in my limited Jimmy note-taking here, I have Debo. He hits him on a first down. He throws it behind him. And throwing it behind him makes him stop, and then he jukes out the guy. But if he hits him in stride, the guy probably tackles him. And then there's another ball with Ayuk over the middle. So maybe he did it on purpose, John. 
or um, do you think he did? I, I do you remember I, that play. I do remember the play. I don't. I, I'd have to go back and watch it to decide if I. Then there's a play purpose. to the fullback who I, somehow you and I are Fresno State guys in the house. Or, or, or that we don't know there's a Fresno State guy on the 49ers. and not that it was a terrible throw, but it's just Jimmy is not pinpoint like he has to slow down a little bit to reach all the way up instead of just hitting a guy in stride. Like for a guy who's not mobile, who doesn't have a huge explosive arm, it's not like well Jimmy's pinpoint. Right. It's like well you know he's he's a little he's. I wouldn't call him like shotgun scattershot, but you know, he's not like some Navy SEAL with a pistol in his hand. Like it's the guy's probably gonna he, he's gonna miss a decent amount of times too. So what that's where Jimmy playing a whole game, like Jimmy's just liable to throw a couple picks. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you always resort back to. Like you've been hammering home. Jimmy is not some just fail safe, perfect, like, you know, worst case scenario, we'll just we'll just go twelve of fifteen. Just be, you know nitpick them to death you know for 200 yards and run the ball like yeah i mean those three or four passes could you hold on for your ass well you know what's funny is like a noted giants fan alex smith who was at the uh, giants game on uh friday night got a standing guy home. he moved back to the bay well, i know he just built a big home a buddy of mine told me down in um wood wood wood, wood it's just north of palo woodside. woodside is that is that where it is yeah, yeah apparently he's building a or built or just it has a go, humongous go to his spot track he's made some money in this career um you know his year <laughs> his, his year uh his his years in Kansas, his two best years in Kansas City 67 67 and a half percent if i told you uh what what were jimmy's 2019 16 games 2020 completion percentage what would you have get what would you guess what would you guess let's say last year uh, six start six games what do you think he was 61 he was 67 but it's not the same 67% as, as Alex Smith's 67, right? Where it was always like, Alex never takes any chances. Alex never does anything risky. Alex, but Alex was, I, I, I feel, more accurate than Jimmy was, even though the numbers don't necessarily reflect that. Um, Alex Smith was definitely more accurate than Jimmy. <laughs> uh, at least less, uh, 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 I don't want to say risk-averse, because Jimmy is, it's, it's weird. He, he's kind of risk-averse, but he does do some things outside of the script that feel a little risky sometimes for I, I, what his I would arm say is. Jimmy's more I would say Jimmy's more of a playmaker than Alex. Alex made coaches. By the time Alex became who he became, you feel more, more comfortable trustworthy. going into a game with Alex. Yes. I uh, David on YouTube says I'd take late career Alex Smith. Agree. I would too. So would Andy Reid and so would Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Uh, by the way, here's a, here's another way to talk about quarterbacks today, John. Who take a look at this? Who are the starting quarterbacks week eight when the 49ers visit the Chicago Bears in this NFL season? That is, um, it's going to be October. Oh, it's going to be on Halloween, Sunday, October thirty first. Niners at Bears. Who do you think the starting quarterbacks are? Uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Yeah, I think so too. I th- we talked about it leading into this weekend, and listen, I don't think like Trey Lance had one of those throwback plays, and you would have thought Twitter saw UFO. It's like, oh my god! It's like, guys, is that the best play is, in football? By the way, it is an unreal play, and it's it's an Andy Reid special. Nagy has it. Kyle, they all have it, but the, the it, like. Case Keenum is it right? Josh Rosen, if that if the play is there, but to me it was more about both these two guys 
And I and we've been saying I I don't I think people underestimate Justin Fields is a four four flat guy. Like he is he can fly. I was thinking today there are two faster quarterbacks than him. I would say Lamar is basically four three oh. That's what I would give or take. I would put Kyler Murray in the high four, mid four to high four threes, hauling ass. Justin Fields is probably the third fastest quarterback. Like people like Deshaun Watson. I Google today his combine speed, 466. And Deshaun Watson's viewed as a fast guy, 466. You know, I bet Trey Lance, when it's all said and done, probably in the NFL's close as he gets bigger, closer to 46. 46 is fast. You know, forever, like starting middle linebackers in the league were 46. Those guys, Trey or uh, Justin Fields is going to hit so many sweet plays running. Like Trey Lance is really going to be, I think he's going to hang his hat on being a short yardage runner, but being a passer. To me, Justin Fields is going to be a little closer to like uh, Lamar. He's different, Lamar. Like Kyler Josh Mar- Allen? That type. Yeah, but I, I think he's going to run a lot. Kyler, you think he's going to run like Kyler? I mean, Josh yeah, pulls it down, Allen. His speed is elite. You can't catch yeah. him. And he can run. He split some guys today. Like those guys, I don't remember two young guys that more than likely are not going to start, that everyone is just – those two fan bases, in the Forbes did the list this week – the Niners, I think, were five. The Bears were like seven of the two of the uh, for most expensive franchises, right? The valuations, you know, the, however many billion, yeah. the valuations. Those two fan bases right now are licking their lips. The fans for these two Forbes players. should just instead of doing the valuations, just they should just go to Bezos and be like, rank these teams how you want them and how much you'd pay for each one. That's a good way to do it. So I, I just think these two guys are the intriguing humans right now in the league. And it, it might be as simple as both of them aren't necessarily viewed yet as starters. So it adds some like, it's, you know, it's like trying to get a date. She keeps saying, no, it's like, well, she eventually she's going to go out with me. Part of that, then you go out and maybe you don't like her, <laughs> but there, there is something to just, there's like a chase right now. There's an element with those two players. I feel they're in their own little, in their own little group. Don't yeah. You? Because they're different than Trevor Lawrence. They're different than Zach Wilson. Right. And I just don't think that many people care about Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, I'm interested in him. Um, I am too, but I mean, he doesn't have the same intrigue from a physical standpoint as those guys. Yeah, the thing that's confusing about the Bears is like they, as a staff, Nagy and maybe Ryan Pace too, like they actually have some pressure on them. They have some incentive to get Justin Fields in there. Now, ultimately, their number one goal is to win football games. Like winning will do more than anything else that they can do. And maybe they feel some obligation because they promised it to Andy Dalton. Um, and maybe they just don't want to give it to Justin Fields. I'd have to look at the Bears' early season schedule. And Rams. Rams week one. Um, that's week one? That's Sunday Night Football. So bum, 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 uh, Bengals week two. Browns week three on the road. That's not easy. Lions week four. At the Raiders. Packers. I mean, you know, there's... There's no such thing really as a soft landing in the NFL. But I'm with you. By week eight? The problem, though, guy, is if that's the way you look at it, and I'm not saying you do, but I, I think the Bears kind of do, what if you're what if you're three and four going to that game? And then all of a sudden it's you're like, saying this it's guy's a must win game. And then, and then he loses, and all of a sudden you're three and five. I mean, John. Where to to me, you just get to like you get to work through it. Here's the deal. Andy Dalton last year 
was 45%, 14 touchdowns, 8 picks. The year before, he was 59.5%, 16 touchdowns, 14 picks. The year before, he was 61.9%, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Uh, that's his, I, I have, Is he keeping Justin Fields on the bench for two months? I've had a buddy who evaluated him as a pro scout very closely the last several years and thought he was shot two years ago. Thought that the year that the Cowboys signed him, and really his money spoke for itself. The Cowboys, remember, gave him like $2 million, and everyone's like, oh my God, steal! And then, like you said, he threw some touchdowns, but at 45%, he's not that good. Somehow, the Bears gave him $10 million. How could you go from making $3 million to then, and be I bad. get we're kind of desperate, but be bad and then triple your money. Supply and in demand. Any other walk of, in any other walk of life, yeah, it's, it shows you. The Bears didn't have and, Justin Fields when they did that signing. If they would have had Justin Fields, no chance they pay him $10 million. Maybe they still sign him, but he's getting four max. Jared on YouTube says, Fields was bad today. Nobody here watched it, LOL. I got a text from a buddy who uh, played in the league, and he was like, he basically said, like, this Bears offense looks terrible. That was pre-Fields, but... Um, they were bad before. And, and Fields was bad the first couple snaps he got in there, too. Again... Preseason, I, I don't I don't look at the results. I just look at the talent. I look at I evaluate guys like I do a draft prospect when it comes to young players. And Fields, his talent is remarkable. Trey Lance, his talent is remarkable. Can I live with some of the shitty? Yes. Because they are elite. You know, if they weren't, I couldn't live with it. Like Mac Jones, I will give him some credit. The little bit, the two drives I watched looks pretty normal. But he's just, that's just what he's always going to be. I don't think Mac Jones is going to look that much different right now than he will in five years. Like, Mac Jones right now could probably run the Patriots offense. What, what my buddy who texts me, like, why does Trey Lance look like he's getting slow to go through his reads? Mac Jones, like, it's like, well, that's the only thing he can do. Well, that's, he better get rid of it because his arm's not making up for it. No, and he can't move if a guy smokes one of the guards. So, you, to me, you have to look at preseason like, uh, like, you look, like you're evaluating a draft prospect. The physical attributes. Now, that's where coaches push back, right? Because they're like, they're running our offense. You got to execute it. And it's, it's kind of the tug and pull. The, the question is very simple. Can Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton win the Bears enough football games to keep Justin Fields on the bench because of what you just said? Because then the conversation is not, can Justin Fields win us games? The question is then, what are we waiting for if we're just waiting for Andy Dalton? So I, I just think it's unlikely that seven, eight weeks into the season, Andy Dalton is still their quarterback because I think they're going to have problems. Yeah, I, I would say the major difference, too, between the Niners and the Bears, there is not a Bears fan alive beside maybe some people in uh, Dalton's family who are now just they're, they're into the Bears fandom. They're not true Bears fans that want to see Andy Dalton play a snap. I think it's the Niners. Obviously, people want to see Trey Lance, but if you say Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback – People will suck it up for a minute if it's if it works, yeah. right? I don't think people. And if it doesn't if work, Dalton, he's they, not going to last. One hundred percent. Even if Andy Dalton, like they win a couple games, it, it, no one's going to want to see Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's in a shitty position from a fan standpoint. Yeah, it's like two and zero. You don't, but at three and zero, at four and zero, at five and one, at six and two, you go. All right, well, we've sucked, so we'll take it. You know, sucked. That's be strong. We made the playoffs. That's true. They actually have been sneaky eight, better eight, than eight eight playoff. That's true. It, it's yeah, felt. It's felt worse. There you go. Bold brotherhood. He gets a bat. He gets a. He gets a rap like he's really shitty, but he's been in the playoffs two or three years. Brotherhood. Just protecting my guy. Yep. You know. I understand. I understand, but it's it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that there there, there is pressure on that there is pressure. organization. Yeah. 
Although I heard somebody say the other day, like, you know, Ryan Pace is better drafted than people think. It's just the Mitchell Trubisky thing has been pretty bad. Actually, he's drafted pretty well and made a good trade for Khalil yeah, Mack. Yeah, so maybe, well, the problem is that they, like, didn't, they've wasted Khalil Mack to this point, kind of. Very true. Yeah. You know, you, you would think, like, one team gets a generational pass rusher, the other team gets a bunch of ones, and it turned out to be a lose-lose. How did that work out? <laughs> How did the Bears and Raiders pull that off? At least the Bears have. We've, we've been played January football twice. You guys haven't sniffed it. Khalil's been to the playoffs three times, double the amount with the Bears. Right? That's, that's a fact. Twice with the Bears. Yeah. Twice with the Bears. I understand. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Week eight, everybody. Circle that bad boy. Uh, by the way, while you're here, if you're watching on YouTube, we would appreciate if you like the video. That helps us out. So just hit hit that hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe if you aren't. Bell if you uh, gong the bell. But uh, just like that video. Okay, John, before we get any further, let's tell the people about our friends at DraftKings. This is a big, it's time. It is time. We are heating back up with DraftKings, Middlecoff. DraftKings, promo code HAM. Yep, football's almost here, and there's no better place to get in on the action with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is your your one-stop shop to make it rain all season long. It's simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, see how your team stacks up. You and I are going to be playing weekly, daily fantasy for the NFL. Maybe we get a golf game going this week. Yeah. I think the playoff start starts at 125. Uh, we'll get a golf game going. We'll have three golf games leading up to week one of the NFL season. I've already I've already got some names in the back of my head for who I'm going to put on my week one roster. It's going to be hard because there's a lot of names, a lot of competition. But uh, And you predict... You know, it's it's very easy. Unlike Haberman, who drafted for his wife and took Le'Veon Bell. Auto draft. Bell Auto draft. Yeah, that's what he tells everyone. But you never get in that predicament ever, right? In daily fantasy. So you know, you could have your play. You take whoever he tears his ACL in the you know third play of the game. That sucks for that week. You have to take him the next week. Can't beat it. I saw somebody post a photo today of their draft, and some dude took Cam Akers in the second round. How is that possible? How can that happen? Auto. I don't know. Like, that's that's not fair. Like there me, should be a sportsmanship rule where somebody steps in and says, "Hey, man, look, I I don't want to see. I don't want to win like this." <laughs> what well, I don't. How is that even an option? I I don't know. You Maybe know? there shouldn't be a sportsmanship rule if you're that stupid. Yeah, I'm with you. Sometimes people have to do stuff like family gathering and someone auto draft for them. That's unfair. Yeah, I'm with that's, you. There's no that's auto draft. Wouldn't let you draft them. There's no way. Draft. Wouldn't that be a little high? Would that be a little high for Cam Akers? Yeah. Also, also healthy? good point. Um, by the way, you mentioned the DraftKings, John. Do you know who's second in the FedEx Cup season standings right now? Do you know the top? Uh, can you name the top, like, five? Yeah, Rom, Morikawa are definitely top five. Uh, Kokrak Morikawa's there? one. Rom is five. Uh, Hideki? Uh, no, Hideki's 14. I, I, Spieth I don't know. is two. Is, oh, my God. <laughs> who's three? Cantlay. Cantley. What the hell's he done? And Harris English. Uh two wins and and five top tens for Cantley. And like, like Cantley always eight. has the second most ownership in any of our DraftKings games. It's crazy. I know. Well he, he does finish high a lot, but he never wins. That's Speeth. God, that's Speeth gonna win the fifteen million dollars. Comeback year? player of the year. It's pretty incredible. I haven't seen I mean, has Rom played in a month? I don't know. J- but download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM, do it right. Oh, yeah, the Haberman Middlecoff League. It's, it's about to get real. John, let's also tell the people about our friends at Upstart. 
Upstart.com slash ham. Upstart.com slash ham. You can lower your monthly payments today if you're carrying a credit card balance month after month. It can feel like a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help make that final payment so you can get ahead. Listen, I've been there. I'm sure many people have been there as well. Yeah. You don't know what to do. You're like, do I text my brother Jeff? Do I text Guy? I'm like, Guy, can I get a loan? And like, you know, you kind of feel bad. I'll Debt give it to you. can feel crippling. Yeah, listen, it, it, it can. It can feel overwhelming. That's where Upstart comes in. And Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score. And it's expanding access to affordable credit. So if you got a lot of credit card debt and you need a little loan, unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate, get you the lowest rate possible, and they offer guy up to 50K. 50K. Can you, you're looking at a huge lump sum of money that you owe. You're like, what am I going to do? That's where you get upstart.com slash ham. Upstart.com slash ham. Five-minute online rate check. You can see upfront loans for between $1,000 and $50,000. And you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today. Go to upstart.com slash ham. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Don't forget to let them know we sent you by going to upstart.com slash ham. That's upstart. Dot com slash ham. Cheers. Ham. All right. By the way, what uh, Andy Reid said tonight, uh, Saturday night, the all the starters were going to play. If every team played the preseason like the Chiefs, I think I'd watch a lot more football in the preseason. I'm with. I, I'm with Chris you. Jones. You know is, I, Chris Jones is making plays in like the fifth series. Making plays. Tossed Brunskill back into like seven other people and then destroyed Trey. I, I think the Niners would be happy to never see Chris Jones again. I'm with you. I I saw Jeff Schwartz tweet this, and I think this is a weird time for the league that the last three Super Bowl winning coaches played all their starters in the game. Now I, I'd have to go see how long Arians kept him in. Watching some of the Patriots game, Belichick kept him in for a couple series. Now some of the guys right missed last year, so there they are variables like the. The Bucks to me, like playing Tom Brady, is not nothing. The last three guys, and what do all three of those guys have in common? They're old, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I see. I get some occasionally a picture of Arians from like 1981, and he'll just be wearing like a Mississippi State polo, coaching quarterbacks, right? Belichick got into the NFL in the mid 70s. Andy Reid started coaching in like the mid 80s, so they were all at minimum a part of the league. Definitely Arians and Andy by the 90s. And the mid-90s is, even though it doesn't feel that long ago, it's like our youth, from NFL standards, wouldn't you call it like a completely different sport? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yes, yes. So It's I, closer I to MMA it, than it was football. Yeah, I, I would imagine if we looked at box scores from preseason games in like 1993, non-injured players, wouldn't you imagine most starters played in preseason games? You know, at least a couple Absolutely. series? So that's just the way they've done it. Now, I saw Aaron Nagler tweet it, and he was clearly being sarcastic. Oh, find this. Just He just tweeted, I, I guess he just, it was just a factual tweet. Like, here are the Packers that are not playing tonight. I swear to God, guy, it looked like their entire roster. It was definitely like their 2D. I thought it was like their game sheet of players. Yeah. It was the guys that did not play in the game tonight. We know for, I didn't even see the start of the Rams game, but you know for a fact McVay hasn't played guys in years. Uh, obviously, LaFleur. I think Kyle, 
I think Kyle, deep down, wants to be like Belichick and Arians and Andy in terms of playing guys. It'd be really hard, though, right, if a card had to come out for one of his major players in a preseason. Yeah, and, given their and history. I would say his major players, Trent Williams, don't need it. Kittle, don't you like? There's no question that Kittle's already. If you watch practice, you know he's up to speed. Um, Bosa, you can't risk. Bosa, it yeah, up you could. Bosa's not even ready for it, probably. You know, he did play Debo and Ayuk. He did play those two guys. Use check. No, Armstead didn't play. What about I? Kinlaw. Like, listen. To me, Kinlaw should play in the game. I honestly, Jalen Hurts should play in the game too. Like I, I would play those guys in the game. I tend to lean. I think Jalen Hurts, even was though more like I don't think they. I. I mean, he just missed a practice last week. But then we went to practice. And he was I know, back. I know. I don't think they're ready. So, I don't think he, they don't think he's physically ready to play. As opposed to their protect. I mean, I guess it's the same well, thing to, protecting him. But well, what's Kinlaw's deal? Because you can yeah, say, well, well he Kinlaw's, was banged up early in camp, but he's been playing in every practice. He week wasn't banged up. Go, he just had so. his knee swell on the plane. But that was at the beginning yeah. of camp. He's been practicing. That's what I'm since. saying. He wasn't him and so. Yeah, I, I, I tend to lean though with the McVeigh <laughs> than Andy. And listen, obviously Andy and those guys have had more success than the others. I just don't think you can risk it. I, 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 I cringe at the thought of a cart coming out for a player that matters. I mean, honestly, I cringe. Even if a guy is going to get cut, can you imagine how shitty it is if you're a fringe player? Or even like a fringe practice squad player. Maybe you're just not even going to be in the NFL for the rest of your life and your leg gets shattered. Well, you I get, get an injury get, settlement. It's an or incredible something, opportunity to play. That, but it's like, you do get an injury settlement then, right? If you're going to get cut anyway. I'm not trying to be I mean, funny. Not I mean, much. They, they, just, they just cover it. I mean, that sucks. You got to like sell insurance with a thing around your leg. You, know? you get the injury settlement. Then I don't think, you're, I don't think the injury settlement's much. I, they don't give you like 400 grand. Hmm. I thought you got a lot of money for an injury settlement, depending uh, on you, your time. No, you don't. I, it, well, older guy. Like, yeah. If you're an older player in the league, I'm talking like a rookie undrafted free agent who gets snapped. Yeah, he ain't getting much. much money. No, you're right. And then they'll fight you for your insurance. Right, right. You know? right. <laughs> so I, I just, I lean, like I kind of liked what Kyle did. Now, I get why Andy does it. You like what Kyle did, but, but Kyle uh, mixed it up. Like Kyle did play Ayuk and like, but I mean, he easily like to me keep all the star guys out. I, I, you can and Debo, whatever. I mean, those they're receivers. I mean, Kelsey's in there. I know, but I, you can Debo like they are their only receivers. Yeah, you could argue that Kyle didn't even go far enough. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he went all in on it. Yeah, he played his starting yeah. quarterback. He did play. His that's what I'm, that, he that's played most point. of his line. I, I think. I think he's stuck in the middle. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I with think you. he. I think he wants to. I think if 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 he if God could come down and say Kyle, no one's going to get injured in this game. He would have started everyone he could have, both and on, but like, and just played Andy straight up. And they're like, hey, you just want to play quarterback? I wonder. Here's <laughs> the other thing: like, if he were in, if if he had, I guess if you had Stafford, it'd be weird. But if your thing was like, hey, I don't play my starter, that means that Trey Lance just starts all your preseason games. It'd be kind of a weird dynamic, right? Jordan Love, I think, went, I saw 12 of 15. I, I look up, I had the game streaming on Game Pass uh, for a few minutes, and I look up, and he's like, the Packers are celebrating an end zone. I'm like, oh, let's see this play. And it's basically, look, look, sidearm dump off, touchdown run. Oh, so he threw, I saw one touchdown, one pick. The touchdown I saw was Nagel- a catch and run. Okay, I saw Nagler say, you know, the offense looks pretty shitty. <laughs> Guy, they lost twenty again. The scores do not matter in these games. Twenty six to seven to the Texans. How about the uh, what was the game? Davis Mills eleven and twelve. Okay, eleven and twenty. Eleven and twenty two. Oh, big difference. 
with a pick. Thanks. I mean, they got Tyrod, and they got who else? They got another quarterback on their roster. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, and Deshaun, and Tyrod, and Davis Mills. Their team stinks. They're going to be bad. Yeah. How about um, how about the moment in the Raider game that I tweeted about tonight? Did you catch that? So well. <laughs> Were you watching the Raider game? Oh, yeah, I had the Raider game on uh, TV2, and I just look up, and I see Nathan Peterman, like, fourth and one, and he's doing the, the quiet, the crowd thing. The, the angels in the outfield. He, he started, right, Derek? Yeah, he started. Start. And I'm like, oh, what is this? So then I, tr- I rewind it, turn the volume on, and sure enough, there's a ton of crowd noise. And I just posted, not ideal to be quieting your crowd down fourth and one little troll job but it was, it was a fact and, and then i immediately texted middlecoff and i said look at my last tweet <laughs> <laughs> knowing he could do the dirty work for me um and it's now they're playing the seahawks in the preseason somebody tweeted at me i had a few people being reasonable they're like hey man fans are just happy to be there like give them a break they're just happy the team's about to score somebody else was like there's not that many seahawks fans there that was that's the that's the point of that tweet, right? Is are these see are these other non Raiders fans? If it's Raiders fans just making noise, doesn't matter. That probably won't actually happen once the season starts. My tweet was not Raiders fans don't know football. My tweet was, are these people who are not rooting for the Raiders in the stadium right now? Now, yeah, unlikely I mean, I, a bunch of Seahawks fans made the trip, but maybe they did. It's Vegas. I don't know. There's something to, something to watch for, as our friend John Dickinson likes to say, just file that one away for later. Yeah, I think it's a fair thing. Just the notion that the people that for multiple decades went to the Coliseum, say what you want, it was a dump. I They were an educated group. They'd seen a lot, right? They'd seen a lot more shitty than they had good. It is definitely, it could be something. Because I, I think, and you and I talked about this when the ideas were first coming about them going there, it's clear who's going to be there a lot. It's going to be away fans and it's going to be a corporate crowd. How would it not? The casino owns the stadium. The, the amount of access they have to all these tickets, and then the amount that people are going to be willing to pay to watch whatever team's coming in, right? Like you said, in a regular season game, if I'm a Bronco fan, if I'm a Chiefs fan, if I'm a whoever fan, if I'm a Ravens fan that lives out in the West Coast, shit, I'll pay $800 or whatever. It's just a trip. It's like uh, just, especially after Corona, I haven't done shit in two years. I, I, that is something and people like to, seeing to new stadiums too, right? That's the other thing. Cool new stadium. Did you see the clip of Mark Davis at the front? Like, uh, you know, like Federer when he won Wimbledon, you go out to the front and you hold the trophy up and every, they had a moment like that at the stadium before everyone came in. He went out to the front of the stadium. They have like, uh, some sort of ledge for him to stand off, look like a balcony. And he was just standing there and, and just ton of people and just clapping and everyone was cheering. No, I just saw a picture. It looked pretty cool. No, he just he and his, he took his mom out to the front of the stadium just to welcome people. Oh yeah, you're looked right. Badass. He might as well have Didn't just it done look the. Pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> he grabs the mic or something. Yeah, I mean, I went to the stadium last year for a game. It's for a college game. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's just just something to be aware of. By the way, as an aside, Mariota has a sore leg. Oh, I didn't even think about that. He's hurt. I thought my first thought was, is Mar? Are they like protecting Mariota in case they need to trade him? In case they can trade a little, him, like baseball style. Yeah, like holding out your starter. 
Um, he's definitely way more tradable now at $3 million than he would have been at 8 Yeah, right? but now with a sore leg, he's not. JB on YouTube says, Leatherwood hot and cold had uh, moments tonight. I, I did yeah. see people tweeting about Nate Hobbs. Not quite sure who that is, but I also saw a lot of people tweeting about it as well. Had a sack tonight. I did... I did see the Raiders did something cool about like uh fifth rounder out of Kentucky. Out of Illinois, sorry. About some sort of you know, they had one of those it happens a lot in college, like a really powerful moment and the team puts it out. It doesn't happen as much in the NFL. I think with uh with Crosby and you know him you know being sober now for a while. Darren Waller? It, uh, or Max Crosby, no, I, but I, I think it was Max Crosby, just sober, like legitimately, it hasn't drank for a oh, while. Oh, I thought that was, that was I thought that was Darren Wall. You talking about a post social was it? post? I assumed it. Was, I assumed it was Crosby. Was it the Raiders post? Yeah. Was it? Was it? Waller? I thought it was Waller. I thought. I. I mean, I thought Waller. I. I'm pretty sure I saw Waller tweet something because I clicked on it because I'm like, I don't. The Twitter handle doesn't say. You know, I. It's not clear who the who the person is from the handle. At least it wasn't to me. I thought that's what it was. Okay, maybe what I saw then was it got retweeted in my timeline. It was Max Crosby quoting it like four months or six months or whatever sober. Like he was part like proud to be a part of the gotcha. of the deal. Gotcha. I think what Saban is doing right now, every day they have a different person speaking, right? It was it was Ernie about his son. They just had a Marine that has arm blown off speak. It was just the list of speakers that Nick has speak to the team. If you just took good notes as a player on Alabama, the powerful messages are, it's pretty mind-blowing. Like, when I was at Fresno State, we had Jerry Dyer. Police chief. And like, the police chief. Police chief. And like, Jim Otto, uh, the center, the Raiders yeah. center. I mean, he's a badass, all-time legend. I mean, he had a couple, but the access these guys have to pay these people I don't know. Does Nick pay everyone to speak? I, I don't know exactly how that works. I mean, you know, I would depend. think generally you get paid. Uh, some people get paid, like like Ryan Leaf goes. You know, I just know he, he's yeah. always talking to teams, and that's something that's that you make a living that way. Ernie, I could see probably pay a flight out. Yeah, there you take care of them. But I I wouldn't yeah. shock me. Like I bet they pay these people. Like it's just the high level thing to do is to pay you for your time. Yeah. Um, Does it not feel really high level when you ever see the clips of these guys doing it? I, maybe it happens now at all these. I think I think it happens. I think a lot of schools do it. I think a lot of did he set the tone for that? You feel the last like decade? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. There's definitely are public are very public. They post them, so maybe that helps. Uh, but I, I, I do think a lot of I teams don't, do it. Yeah, I think a lot of teams do it. Smart thing to do. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you have people speak to your team? And you post it, and it's part of how you try and separate now, right? You got all these different ways you're trying to get people to athletes to say this is the place I want to be. So, uh, before we get to well, I, for, I, I forward you the thing, Leaf was at Ole Miss. Yeah, so Le- Leaf goes. Lane's yeah, he goes it. to Lane. He goes to Saban. I think he goes. He went to UW the other day to talk to Jimmy Lake's team. Um, coaches love him. From I just yeah, I, he, a lot of a lot of coaches bring him in. He did a thing with. Uh, he did a thing in West Virginia a few weeks ago at a golf tournament, um, speaking. So, because West Virginia has a a major um, uh, opioid uh, issue, uh, so he went. I think that's why that's they did the event there. So, opioid at the West Virginia, like the the University the of West Virginia, or just like uh, the yeah. state. Gotcha, uh, John. Before we go any further, let's tell everybody about Rex MD. Dot com slash ham. 
rexmd.com slash ham. Should Viagra really cost 90 bucks? <laughs> RexMD says, no, 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 no. RexMD.com, John. FDA-approved generic Viagra. Starting at $2 per tablet. Well, you know this guy. Starter packs are currently available for new customers. I got a delivery. You got a delivery. Did I? A little out of the blue. We, we, you did. <laughs> and we opened it up. I didn't know what was in there. And I opened it up, and it's Rex MD. And I just smiled. And then I opened it up. It was a bottle with two pills. Generic Viagra. Exactly what you got. There's no copay. There's no doctor office visits. Your shipping is always free. I have not tried mine yet. How about you? Uh, no, right now. I'm using Tito's right now to start, John. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if you're looking for generic Viagra, RexMD has made the process fast, easy, and affordable. Fast, easy, and... F- Guy, they send it to you. You could not tell until you open the box. So I know people get very... I don't know if insecure is the right word, but just uneasy. You just... You know, it's... it's a Privacy. It's you want your privacy. Yeah. You want your privacy. And they value your privacy. So don't wait another minute. RexMD is now offering starter packs of generic Viagra for new customers. Visit RexMD.com slash ham. Right now to get started, that's Rex, R-E-X-M-D.com slash ham. R-E-X, RexMD.com slash ham. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani-less season-long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on Prize Picks, you can go Anthony Edwards more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the prize picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, code HAM50. First deposit match up to hundred bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I just looked up. I just looked up the television. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-two seconds left. Rosen is still in. I wonder if Kyle's doing him solid because Sudfeld has played a lot in his career. Right? There's a lot of tape. Sudfeld. I wonder if he's just trying to help him out, like just get him a bunch of tape, or do you think he's just playing his third string guy? Because I feel like I uh, or does it even matter? Well, first of all, are they going to carry three quarterbacks? No. Do you think I don't. I think if they were to carry three quarterbacks, I think Sudfeld would be their third quarterback just based on watching practice. 
do you think if like Mullins were to get cut, wouldn't they rather have Mullins than either one of these guys? Kyle, obviously, maybe some of the other coaches might not, but I, Kyle's not. Kyle would not roll with either one of these two guys. They're too slow. You see how slow-footed they yeah. are? Uh, somebody DM'd me last night and said, all it said was, go look at Nick Mullins' line. I think, what was it? Like I haven't looked. Was it like 11 to 22? I, I, what team does he Eagles. Oh, he's, is he he's on, on the Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, he's on the Eagles. I did not. What was his line? I think it was 11 to 22, but uh, Bears signed Jason Peters. Um Let's let's check this line here. Uh, Mullins, oh, 40, one, 40, not eleven to twenty-two. One of five, two picks. One of five. One of five, two <laughs> picks. Garbage time. Steelers, you know Steelers, tough opponent. Wow, good backups. Good, you know, probably playing third strings. I mean, Flacco was breaking, good. breaking, breaking yeah. news. The 49ers are making a key addition. Rap sheet. It's fucking August fourteenth. They are signing. Linebacker, Michael Kendricks. Cal Bear, who, remember, had that little insider trading, which, you know, when you heard him talk, guy at a club told him about it, he did it, and he made some money and sold it. You know, it's, I know it's illegal, but it's not as crazy as I think it sounds, the headline, but it's kind of crazy this guy's still around. Um, huh. Started 14 games in 19, tore his ACL against the Niners. What team was he on then? Seahawks. So, yeah, remember he got in trouble. I think the Eagles let him go when he got in trouble. And then Seattle signed him after he'd gotten in trouble. It's weird. You know, it's white-collar crime, and I'm anti-white-collar criminals when they impact. But, it, you know, was it a victimless crime? Also, somebody, how do you get caught... When somebody told you the club, it's loud in the club. Was the guy mic'd up? Well, well yeah, the guy, the guy, I think... Flipped uh, on him. <laughs> Yeah, he got in a little trouble, yeah, and you know he uh, he he crumbled like a cookie yeah. when the lights were on. You know they just he, he's out of water, and they they say you want to smoke, and he, he takes a cigarette and he puts sits back, and he's got one arm. You know uh, that's how it looks in the movies. I hope that's, that's that way in real life. What's the um, could become it could be completely different in real life. Like, what is there a chance that it looks nothing like that in real life? What do you mean when you're getting questioned? You know when you're getting questioned in the room, and they bring you like a little thing of coffee. Yeah, and you're just you maybe your arms, one arm's handcuffed, and you're sitting oh, there on that oh, one oh, hard oh, table, oh. <laughs> you know. I um, and they're like, uh, cut, you know, you cut, you cut the uh, <laughs> the camera. Did you read the book Black Edge? Uh, maybe it it's familiar. basically the book about the Mets owner, and it's basically yeah, 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 yeah. the it's it's the plot of Billions. Yeah, and one thing that the one of the federal investigators, Steve Cohen. Uh, he got away with like 18 million crimes. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> one of the things they say in the book is like one of the one of the the FBI investigators says nobody flips like like Wall Street criminals. Like they will flip on yeah. everybody so fast. He's like, you do it with the mafia, nobody talks. You do it with gangs, <laughs> nobody talks. You deal with white collar Wall Street criminals, they all flip so fast. There is no loyalty. Well, it's because they're not really criminals. I think in their mind, they don't view themselves as like. I, I think they view their breaking arbitrary. That's right. You know, yeah, I think you, they, I, I think in the mafia sure. they know like when you bury a fucking guy alive out in the desert, like you know you're doing something wrong. I think if you just go I, well, I actually heard I was listening to a Garth Garth Channel today, and there was a song, older country song, female singer. I don't remember who or what the song, but there was a line that says, "It's not murder if I bury you alive." Well, that's a good line. 
Not not bad at all. <laughs> I, but back to that black edge. Yeah. He sh- he avoided time constantly. Like they they were legitimately like that book. You when you watch Billions, you're like, God, Axis, this guy is just breaking rules and getting away with it. If that book is correct, and I know people back when they DM me about it years ago when I got it, he was legitimately Axe, like doing all yeah. that same it's, shit. It's, like I think Axe is based on that book. Companies. I think Axe is based on that book, Black Edge, or at least. So this guy just walks around like just I broke all the rules to make all these billions. Like clearly he was good at his job, but was very good at not at understanding the laws. Like separating himself from it always. Yeah. He he's a little fatter than X. Not yeah, does not quite look like X. <laughs> but um yeah. Uh, other NFL headlines, John, how about this? This clip here is a PFF tweeted. Oh, actually, you know what? Before I let me share this with you, so you can we can all watch this together. Let me share the screen with Middlecoff. If those of you who are listening to this um, on the podcast, maybe you've seen the clip. PFF tweeted this on Saturday evening. If you want to find it that way, or go to the uh, one eleven one hour eleven minute mark of the uh, YouTube, and you can see. Uh, here we go. The John. Here we go. Tim Tebow, tight end, Jags tight end. Let's watch this this tape. Now, you can say I, everyone's ripping him. Uh, I'd say most people, while they might not be tweeting it, are thinking to themselves, "He's a pussy." He did his job. You know, I, I, it's not a it's not a violent collision. It's not something that's you know. I think you would show a teach tape to young tight ends. But did he not wall off the edge and his guy gain yards? Uh, yeah. I mean, wall is probably not the word I'd use, but he. I would say 59 here is just inside anyway. 59 is not exactly Mr. Physical. No. Right? no. He, didn't, he didn't want none. <laughs> I think he's an easy mark. And oh, I there's no question. Yeah, for him no, to do right. stuff like this. You're right. In fairness to Tim Tebow, are you signing him as a tight end to block? Now, you could argue it's part of the position. But uh, that's pretty bad. He, people are going to make fun of him. And I, I would imagine if you just searched the quoted tweets, a lot of like the the recently retired players, you know, like the Ocho Cinco era, you know, there's like the Willie McGinnis types, you know, just that kind of like ne- late 90s, 2000s that are active on like social media. They're going to jump on that because well, it pisses them off. Right. They were the loudest guys about. It. Yeah. Because I, I my, my take was, guys, who cares? I mean, it's just I. <laughs> You see so many guys get opportunities, like River Craycraft, for example. We often talk about in practice, there's a decent chance Kyle's it's like Kyle's favorite player on the team. Not that he actually thinks he's good, but like he I don't think he's Kyle's so favorite player on the team. I don't but agree. I, I'm just but that guy exists on a lot of teams. When I was with Andy, it was Chad Hall, who weird had this and people had this infatuation Harbaugh did too. Maybe it was because he was an Air Force guy. I don't know. But there's always players like that, and no one really says anything. Besides, like, the fan base, like, why this guy's play so much. But in training camp, who cares? Like, he's there in training. When, when do you think that happened? But clearly people just hate the guy. I, maybe I just went against the grain. Like, I, I just don't hate Tim Tebow like other people hate him. And I think his time in Jacksonville is so irrelevant. Now, I agree, if he makes the team... Then yeah, then that's a legit story and something to be critical but, of. Which, but, or, or is it a story that you, you go, oh my god, like he made the team? Yeah, but to me, if he made the team, wouldn't that? I feel like they would get ripped. Don't you think? 
I mean, but I mean, is he good? Does he turn out to actually be a solid tight end? And that clip is not representative of his skills. That's possible. It, it, I would say that clip is pretty representative of his kind of blocking. <laughs> How many quarterbacks, in fairness to him, would be like great blockers, right? Even mobile ones, like would would Trey Lance, like who would be able to block? Blocking suck. I mean, you're in the trenches. The guys are big. Uh, Logan like, Thomas, who like led the Washington football team in catches last year. Yeah, but I, I would imagine if we something. broke down Logan Thomas's blocking, it's not that great. Like Jimmy Graham. But Graham's that's the point. Is like you don't all, you don't have to be a great blocker. What if you can catch some balls? Well, that would be my point. Defending Tim Tebow, like who's asking him to clear out on a on a you know on a comeback sweep or whatever they're asking him to do? Like that's unfair. Uh, can we talk about Team Broadcast? Speaking of the Jags, uh, can we talk about oh Team my Broadcast? God, I love them. Yeah, it's I love a Team Broadcast because it's like who's calling this game? Sometimes you sometimes you get the radio crew like Greg Papa, Tim Ryan. That that's not normal though. I think it's very good. I think it's great that it. But often historically, it's always been like your local news anchor, or not always, but you've gotten a lot of that over the years because the TV, the local TV, is the one that carries the game. So they're number one guy, face of the network, big sports personality in town. Uh, but the Jag, I think the radio crew on TV is pretty abnormal now. Yeah, it does not feel normal. I don't know who else does. Does do the Patriots do that? Is there Patriots broadcast? Yeah, because what's his name? Uh, what's the Zolak, the former quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> What about the I don't know what the, the play by play guy is, but I don't think so. Uh, it was Ross Tucker and someone else, yeah. So Burmeister. No. no, it was not. No. A lot a lot you get a lot of that. Like NFL Network puts its people out, or Fox puts its people like the Bears was Adam Amin, and uh Rams has been Siciliano. Um Were they Bucky high Brooks. like Adam's a Chicago guy, so it makes sense. Yeah. Ross Tucker's a Philly No, it does guy. make like, sense. I'm just saying you local. get a lot of like your Fox NFL I uh I remember Dick Stockton maybe used to do the Bears. Like you would get, it's like they're kind of warm ups too. You know who Ross Tucker took over for with the Eagles was Mike Mayock. You know, I mean, it's just like you're saying. Did you I know, see Baldy doing a game? Guys. No, I didn't. Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure Baldy has before done games for people. I thought so too. I do it think the, car, the, car, the Cardinal, Cardinals do. It's uh, Cardinals is passion. What's his? Oh, name? that makes sense. Uh, Wolfley, Ron Wolfley. Wolfley, yeah. He had a good one. Makes sense the for guy tried to jump. Today? Yeah. Uh, I think they played the Cowboys last night. How about uh how about Shad Khan showing up in a in like a three-piece double-breasted white suit tonight for the telecast? That stat. You, you have the, to share this stat. They have drafted in the top five eight of the last nine years. And and I was thinking that, like, that stat's crazy. The, the, the best player on their team potentially is like the number one pick, right? I mean, the only time they didn't was the one year they made the run. For like seven straight years, and I think five of them were Gus, they drafted every year in the top five. Remember there was a stat like a year ago that that run of top five picks, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette, none of those guys were on the – Blake Bortles. They were all off the team, right? They had traded or cut them all. It's, an, it's nuts. It is so difficult to be that shitty. And I had tweeted out just kind of making fun of it. And I'm not even just picking on the Jags, but I think every broadcast, I mean, Papa and Tim, they're all like this. It is just such a blowjob for whoever walks in, whether it's the GM or the owner. It's like, holy shit, are you guys the best football operation in the history of football? And the owner's like, yeah, we're just all about family and doing it right. It's like, you guys have drafted the top three the last four years. What are you talking about? But whether you're watching the Niners or whether you're watching Chad Khan, it has a very similar vibe because... They, 
it's so much different than the product that we see during the season, right? That that is what separates football. The broadcasts on television are one hundred percent national. It has a even in the NBA and baseball, you don't have to do it that aggressively because you have so long, right? But they go all in on now. They only got three of these things. The owner spoke. It feels like the I, number John one. John Lynch came to speak. It feels like the number one theme on broadcast, including NFL Network, is like, hey, everybody, buy some tickets. It's going to be a good year. Like, that's the number one theme. Yeah. It's like, this is a great year to come out, <laughs> which I understand. It's a big part of their business. Lo Neal? In fair, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even blaming you got Cape, you got, right. uh, you got the, the Niner channel on? <laughs> no, I turned the Giants game on. Is he at the game? Lo Neal's on TV right now. Our boy. <laughs> yeah, Lo Neal. Lee Moore. He, he, he DM'd me. The other night, like two weeks ago, maybe, and it just said call me, and just had a five 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 number five five nine number. Within five minutes, I call him. Nothing. <laughs> and then I text him and just nothing. He just ghosted me. It's like, bro, you said call me out of respect. Most people, I don't even think I would call, but I like you so much, Lo. I just called you, and then nothing. And then I DM'd, and then nothing back. Do you remember? Like, what could have happened? Do you remember Lo Neal's Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl week party in San Francisco? No, I don't. Were you? Did you come? I don't think I did. It was. Did you? Yeah, I went. It was. Um, it was at a nightclub, like not a bar. It was at a nightclub out in North Beach. People that know Sanford know the Bay Area on Broadway. A lot of nightclub. Like you hit Broadway, almost a battery, folks. There's a couple blocks there where there's just a lot of strip clubs, and yeah. and some 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 nightclubs. Well, Lowe had the 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 Lowe's just an awesome guy, Lorenzo Neal. Had the uh, the you know the velvet ropes out for us and oh yeah come hang out blah blah, and it, it is so loud in there, and I'm I'm with Alyssa, and Lowe's like oh you got to meet my buddy and he's like here Ladanian this is Guy and Alyssa and Ladanian's like oh hey nice to meet you <laughs> and then it's like what do you say like hey man <laughs> hell, of hell of a career, career bro yeah. <laughs> can't wait to see you in the gold jacket. He was very nice, but it wasn't like a, there wasn't a bunch of conversation that happened. I was like, "All right, thanks, thanks for the introduction." That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Was was uh, lights out? Merriman there? Who? What was his crew? Do you remember no, his crew? It was, it was this crew was like the people you all know, you know. You know how dark and just the lights in there was it? Just like club? It was cl- it was cl- it was it was club to the max. Yeah. <laughs> Walk upstairs, or was it? Were you in right when you walked in? Mm, I don't think that part. I don't remember. I think it was pretty much. Ground level. Yeah. I'm honestly... I just remember you're in the VIP and you're like, all the fun's happening over there on the dance floor. Like, why am I sitting over here? I know San Francisco is a big club kind of area. I don't think I've ever been to a club in San Francisco in my life. I'm, and now I'm not a huge club guy, but I'm the least. But uh, I have known some people. I think San Francisco historically, and I think most big cities are. I mean, it's big club life. Yeah. Also not my... It's not big on the Havermans, you know. Like, like you just post me up at a post me up at a place with some Tito's and a TV. I know, and uh, you know, I, I I did feel I just saw the comment that you placed. There is something special about the air. There's like a happiness. I was going to Safeway earlier this week, and uh, I had a buddy that. He worked Niners camp for a couple years, and he worked for Herm, I think his first year there, and now he's doing something else. And he had sent me in like some Arizona State swag a couple years ago, and I wear the pullover a lot. It's just an easy pullover. It's really light. 
and I can wear it to do like, it's, it's nice. So I, I could wear it to do anything like work out or like go meet someone. And I was in the, um, I was at Safeway coming out to put the groceries in my car. And this guy comes walking out carrying like probably a kid under three or four on his arm. And he just looks at me like, can't wait three weeks away. And I didn't, and it was one of those, I had forgot what I was wearing. I didn't even know what he was saying. And then I looked down, he's like, forks up or whatever. And this guy was fired up. Dude. And he is, he didn't know who I was. He just saw you wearing it. So it wasn't, yeah, he just saw me wearing it. And I've had that happen a couple times that I've just seen people wearing a Raider or Niner shirt, like going on walks or at the gym. And I'll be like, yeah, can't wait for the season. And then they'll just start talking to you. Like, it's it's really in the yeah. air. You you can feel it. And I noticed it this weekend, just these games on, as shitty as they turn into pretty quickly, it's just cool to see the coaches back on the sideline. And just the one thing the local broadcasts do a good job of is like the Bears today. And the, the Falcons did this. Every like five minutes, the game was so terrible. It's like Calvin Ridley will just be talking to the sideline. Yeah, I saw the Giants were right? talking um, to Saquon. Yeah, so you just, I mean, if you're going to put your shitty guys in, minimum three of your star players are talking for five minutes during yeah. the game. Kind of over the action on the sideline, talking about their summer. And you're just like, oh, God, they're, they're kind of ready to go. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, sneaky, did not know this. Almost 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns last year. I was like, damn, he's a little. And then the, the broad, they go back to the broadcast. And they're like, you know, s- someone told him, a defensive coordinator, said when they played the Falcons, this is one of those classic, like whenever you trade a player, and this is the hometown broadcast, you know, it's like, listen, we all know Julio's one of the greatest Falcons of all time, but I had a defensive coordinator tell me that when they played the Falcons last year, the game plan was to stop Ridley, not Jones. You know, it's just like, then I start thinking like, is that really true? Or is that just what you're pushing? You know, (laughs) like, I don't think you would hear that if like Aikman and Buck are calling the game. So you just, you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. It's like, yeah, you know, is that true? Then you saw his numbers. You're like, maybe it is. I mean, he was. He did catch 90 balls and nine touchdowns. Like I mean, Julio good. was hurt. He's a first right? rounder. Yeah. But he, they talked about a game that they were both in. But Julio was not 100% last year. But when I he think played. Julio was still productive. He had like yeah, a I'm hamstring or a quad. Yeah. So he couldn't run as fast. By the way, can I usually, I, um, I don't think this guy, this person will mind me reading a DM because this, this is from the Trinity 31. Did you get the same DM? I did. Read it. This guy, I just want to, this is, we love hearing stuff like this. He says, you guys got some reach. I live in West Covina, a suburb of LA County. I went to Vaughn's grocery store to buy a bottle of Tito's. And when I was checking out, the bag dude said, man, this Tito's brand is popular. It's the talk of the town. I told him that I was trying it because of a podcast I listened to. And he said the podcast he listens to also talks about Tito's. (laughs) I said, wouldn't happen to be ham in show tone voice, uh, ham pod. And he said, yep, it was. Then we started chopping it. He had a Niner mask. I had a Raider shirt. And he said, "Uh, you're not a Niner fan. Why do you listen to them? And I said, the show's so badass that they can make me listen to them when they talk Niners or golf and shit on the Raiders. The cashier and my wife were (laughs) laughing because they thought it was funny that we bonded over the pod. Keep up the good work to you and John. Fist pounds. The Trinity 31. Don't know your real name. You know we always love a real name on the internet. But uh, thank you for the love and thank you for... Oh, it's Charles Bronson. Charles, appreciate you sending that story. We love hearing that. That's cool. That is pretty cool. That is it's exciting when you read stuff like that. I think I DM'd him back. It made my day. It did. It made my day, too. Uh, final score of the Jets-Giants game, John, was 12-7. to 7. Zach Wilson was 6-9. of 9. Do you know who led? I'm just going to play a little game here, okay? I'm just going to rattle through some scores. Uh, 
And uh, you tell me true or false, the name I name was the leading passer for this particular team. Okay. okay. The leading passer for the uh, Jets in terms of completions was uh, James Morgan. Uh, what team he played for? Never heard of the guy. I have no clue. I mean, it's, you could be making that name up. So I'll go. I'll go yes because it's the Jets. Sorry, that's false. It was not the leading. It was not the guy from Florida International. Nor was it Jordan Morgan from Kutztown. It was Mike White was the leading passer. All four of those people I just named played in the game for the Jets and threw multiple passes. The Jets actually threw so forty six J- passes. The Jets somehow forty six passes, twelve points. Are you telling me the Jets' four quarterbacks are Wilson and those three Mike guys? White, James Morgan, and Jordan Morgan. Yeah. Do you think you can go into a season no. with those three guys behind Zach Wilson? I mean, not, if you, any, Zach Wilson? not if you have any intention of ever winning. How would they not have signed a McCown, a Fitzpatrick? Wouldn't Chase you have done Daniel, that for this kid? One of those types. Case Keenum? I, shit, C.J. Beathard? I don't know, just a guy that's played in the NFL? Is that, that's, I honestly, is that a little malpractice? I thought there might have been a misprint here, and James Morgan and Jordan Morgan were the same person. But nope. James Morgan was their fourth-round pick this year out of Florida International. Jordan Morgan uh, was a fifth-round pick in 2017, again, out of Cutstown or Cootstown. I'm not sure what that is. but Wait, they took, they took multiple They took a fourth-rounder this year? year. Yeah. At court, the Jets. The Jets. That seems a little nuts to me, guy. And listen, I, I don't know Joe Douglas personally, but people like him. I... I didn't quite realize that uh, that they don't have an older guy around them. I, I think that is just very malpractice for young players. I, I really do. I think there's a value to having Andre Iguodala around Jonathan Kaminga for a year. Like you can't tell me that the Warriors signed Andre Iguodala. It, they would they would not have resigned him if they hadn't drafted basically a guy that ultimately is going to be a similar you know small four. I don't know. They're not going to play the same, yep. but just there's a value to that, know. right? There is. Say one thing That's, about Trey Lance. He gets to talk to Jimmy Garoppolo every day. Say one thing about, you know, uh, Justin Fields. He gets to be around Andy Dalton and, and Foles during camp, but definitely Andy Dalton, who's just played in the league for a decade. You can just be nice to the guy. You can just, hey, man. The Chase Daniel one is the shit, one I... This shit's hard. Yeah. Uh, leading passer today for the Tennessee Titans was Logan Woodside, uh, seventh rounder in 2018 out of Toledo. Did Tannehill even start? Tannehill did not play. You know the other quarterback that played for the Titans today, Saturday. Saturday. Uh, last name start with a W. Uh, does not. Last name starts with a Barkley. I, I yeah, I watched a couple. He actually made a couple nice throws. On I swear to God, I watched yesterday, just like the fourth quarter, some garbage time of the Titans after a couple of Tito's and uh, Lacroix. Yeah. I, I he's not as bad as I once thought he would. Cardinals be. quarterback today, uh, Colt McCoy. And yeah. but he didn't throw the most passes today. The leading passer for the Cardinals today was Chris Streveler out of one of the Dakotas. South, I believe. There are some quarterbacks in this. What is happening right now? <laughs> Do you feel like I've, are you as out of the loop yes. as me? Uh Easton Stick got that. Uh Chargers. Now you're also now in fairness. For most people listening too, you are naming guys from obscure schools, right? They're you're playing not an NFL game. State. I know, but it shows you, like, these aren't Power 5 players. Well, Hell, these aren't even Nevada or Fresno State or Cincinnati players. Uh, Jordan Love threw 17 passes today. 12 passes were thrown by Kurt Benkert. Kurt Benkert. 
Uh, second year out of Virginia, Kurt Benkert. If I watch more ACC football, you, I, I bet people on the East Coast would know that name. Do you agree with Do that? Do you think he's like the Davis Mills of the ACC? I don't know. Like, would would, would Mark Packer know who Kirk Benkirk is? Kurt. Pe- Kurt Benkert. There's a T at Kurt. the end. Yeah, Kurt Benkert. That's a, that's a tough name. It's a great, it's a, it's a good rhythm to that name. Um, this is an underrated part. Listen, I'm going to say this in all seriousness because I, I tweeted this out. I do appreciate this part of it. And I, when I put it into this context, I looked it up today. If you're on a practice squad for a week, pretty good gig for the week. You get $9,200. And for the year, if you multiply that by 17, it works out to about $150,000. So basically, if you are, I looked up George Kittle. Like his first year in the league was like seven hundred fifty grand. He was a fifth round pick. I think now it's like almost $800,000 for a non-like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. If you can make an NFL roster, you make about $800,000. If you go to the practice squad, you make $9,200 a year or $150 or $150K. So there is an $800 or $150K. But the $150K guy, practice squad, you can get cut at any moment, any yeah. day. You are not guaranteed the next. It's a week-by-week week deal. It's not like we signed Tito's for the fall, right? <laughs> you might not make it to week three just because you're on there week one. If you're on the, the roster and you're just kind of playing, you got a pretty good shot if they've drafted you right to just last throughout yeah. the season. There is a big difference between eight hundred grand and potentially like seventy, right? Just think how much money if you put it if you think like that. And I know these guys are just thinking about like football terms, like how do I make the term? But imagine if you just thought like hundred grand or eight hundred grand, seven hundred thousand dollar difference. That is a lot of money, guy. Ton of money. Uh, do you know who Ian Book plays for? Uh, the Notre Dame quarterback. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was drafted. Uh, Ravens? Uh, no, team the Ravens played, though, the Saints. Ravens rolled with Trace McSorley and Tyler Huntley on Saturday night. They drafted uh, Ian Book. Uh, let me give you one more. Did Jameis play? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I think he did. I mean, he should have. You know yeah, 7-12. Taysom was 8-12. I forgot to even use my app. You're smart. For what? Did, well, because I was like... Flipping the channels, I'm like, well, we don't even get that many games. Oh. Like, I wanted to watch the Giants Jets. You have to use the app to watch some of the games. It's not like you get it like NFL Network's not going back and forth. There's no red zone channel for all the right, games. Because right. there was like seven on at the same time. Like you said, they all started at four. Uh the quarterback today that threw the most passes, this will be the last one for the Cincinnati Bengals, is Kyle Shermer. Pat's kid. Son from Vanderbilt. Correct. Did he throw the most passes? He did. He did. Uh, For what team again? The Bengals. Bengals? They, they, who also have, they have Brandon Allen. Um, I, I, I got to go back. I, uh, Jamar Chase had a 16-yard catch. But that was sweet. I'd imagine Russell Wilson did not start for the Seattle Seahawks. Did you watch I, the start of the game? You know, I had the game on. I did not see Russell Wilson. Who did I see is now the question. Who, oh, yeah, Gino maybe? Well, yeah, Gino's the backup. Did I see Gino? You saw Gino, because I saw him when I looked up. I saw Gino. Who's their third string okay. guy? Here we go. Anybody in the chat? They, they always, the they, they always have a good, they always have a good. Oh, whoa. So they have Sean Mannion. Okay. Nathan Peterman played the whole game, by the way, 29 to 39, 246. Well, what are the Raiders going to do? They probably got three quarterbacks, right? The guy, though, that threw the most passes for this. Uh, uh, yeah, that led the Seahawks in passing today. I'm glad you mentioned this. I'm not familiar with. 
Alex Mago from FIU, seventh round pick in 2018. So he's made. So he's been around this their seventh round pick in 2018. Lane Kiffin guy. What did you say Peterman was? Uh, I think 29 to 39 for 246. No touchdowns, a pick, six yards per completion. Is that a four pick, uh, four sacks, four oh. sacks, one pick. A lot of dump in the ball. 29 to 39 is not a bad day at the office, is it? No. No. I wonder if you're right. Mariota's already hurt. So that's, is that the second camp in a row he's got hurt? If it's truly hurt, let's. He kind of gets these weird injuries. Last year he was hurt just coming. He was hurt from the Titans, right? Oh, when they signed him. Yeah, 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 when they signed him. I don't know what. Oh, Mostert didn't play yeah, today, hurt. by the way. Magoo. Zark says Magoo. Is how, is how you say his name? Pronounced Sarkeesian. Magoo? Alex Magoo. I mean, not only are there guys I haven't heard of, the names are all incredible. And their headshots are all just Madden create a player. Well, the one thing that you realize when you work in the NFL is you are so much more familiar with random ass names. And the majority of them don't matter, but where they do is some of these guys will go on to have impacts and you'll have a baseline for them. Where you and I, once the guy starts making plays week four of a game we're talking about, we'll have to like look them up. You just have that knowledge of putting a grade on him as an undrafted free agent, even though you might have hated yeah. him, but you just know the guy. Because I, I text a buddy the other day. I'm like, hey, man, this Shurfield guy's killing yeah. it for the yeah. Niners from from Arizona. He's like, rookie from University of Arizona? Like, he didn't even know. He's like, oh, like, bro, he's special played team. 32 games the last two years. Yeah, it's just there's just so many names in the National Football League. Who he played for. That's what we just played. I, I've always thought the most underrated part about working the NFL I could never, I could never admit it to anyone, you know, with the Eagles because they probably would have fired me. I, I remember thinking like, this is fucking insane. How do you guys, how do you guys remember all these fucking players? <laughs> now training camp is dramatically different. Training camp is very overwhelming. There are so many people, and everyone knows. Like if you've worked in the league for a decade, right? You just have kind of can keep track of a lot of random guys, even if you don't know that much. You just know the name. You're like, oh yeah, the guy from uh, Vanderbilt. That swing, uh, the swing tackle. Yeah. You're like, what are you guys talking about? And then the quarterbacks come in because the qu- the quarterbacks are not just like, well, all the backups are from USC, Texas, and Alabama, and Georgia. All the guys you watch on your couch. That is not the way it works, as you just articulated. It, it is honestly no different with players, right? I bet there are slot receivers all over the league. A dude from South Dakota, a dude from some school in New York. You're like, where are these guys coming from? It's a big deal it's, there, it's though. pretty nuts. It's a huge deal. This is... I remember, at, see, at Fresno State, when you were like an undergrad, your guys got to make it to the league. I remember taking so much pride when we had an undrafted free agent that would just get playing time in the preseason. And obviously he got cut and he didn't even get on a practice squad, but it was so cool to watch him play in games. And I remember the, the program, it was a bit, well, it was, yeah. I guess Twitter wasn't around then, but it was like, this guy's on the Raiders. This guy's starting the second half for the Raiders. Which you realize as you get older, it's not a good thing. No, <laughs> you know? but it's you still get to see. I mean, that's it's still an accomplishment, yeah, it's right? Cool. Like if we're being serious, if we're being real, like it's most people don't get to do that. So, because would would you admit? That, I mean, not even admit admits the wrong word, but just the like summer league, for example, guys that get an opportunity to play in summer league, it is way more valuable as an athlete to get reps in preseason NFL games than it is summer league basketball games. Yeah, that feels right. You're closer. You're closer to the, you know, the end goal. 
Because you are in camp with these guys, right? With the season literally right around the corner. Yeah. The NBA is probably a bad parallel because the preseason Feels like you're pretty close if you're in summer league too, though. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, John, let's let's finish with this. Otis says Hufanga, Sherfield, checkmark. Richie James, Josh Rosen, X mark. Agree. You think Hufanga's gonna make the team? Talanoa Hufanga, Sherfield. Uh, you and I were talking about Sherfield. I mean, everyone. He wasn't a secret. But if you're watching uh, practice the last few weeks, it's clear he's making plays. Plus, can play special teams. He's making the squad. I, I, he looks like their fourth receiver. I mean, Juwan Jennings, I feel like. Somebody last night, not somebody, like somebody's, I don't know what happened. Like five people started commenting on the Juwan Jennings draft video we did a year. I started getting alerts on Friday night that like people were watching our Juwan Jennings draft video. So maybe maybe there is some momentum for him. Yeah, sure feels a lock. I, I think Hufunga has two things going for him. One... Eight safeties are on injured reserve or pup or just gone, <laughs> and they are signing. They signed Ha Ha Clinton Dick. They're kind of desperate, but to me, this is the most important thing. I think the head coach really likes him. He started tonight. Now, part of starting tonight was, you know, the starting defense was on the sideline. But if you are the next guy to come in with everyone sitting on the sideline, that to me shows like one, they think you've played well in training camp, and the quote that Kyle had a couple days ago saying he fits in well here. And clearly, the, I, I know Peters loved him. John Lynch liked him. He just is a big hitter. And Kyle, despite being an offensive coach, has this weird infatuation with, like, crazy defensive crazy guys. <laughs> like, it, he's a, he likes to run the ball, and he likes physical defenses, which, like, Andy's kind of the opposite. Like, he likes, you know, sweet defensive linemen and throwing the ball. Like, if I had to describe Andy Reid, I'd say bombs, Chris Jones, Trent Cole, Fletcher Cox, Frank Clark, like he wants badass D lineman, doesn't care as much about the other stuff, and bombs. When I think Kyle, I think running the ball, and I think just, I can't think he wants a physical defense. And Hufunga is just, at, he, he is much more made for games, I think, than like practice. But I, I will be stunned if he doesn't get playing time this year on defense. Now, I don't know if it's going to go well, but couldn't you see them just, being in a pinch, and he's going to be dressing if he's on special teams. And then, hey, we like him. Again, Let's that, just see. Yeah, I I just know that when head coaches like someone, that guy's in a good position to survive. Yeah. And or, not, survive's the wrong word because he's he's earned it, but get opportunities that when the head coach doesn't like someone, they just, even if they kind of borderline deserve it, they just say, no, nah, let's go with the other guy. We're, we're, we're humans, right? Let's go with that guy. When D'Amico goes, Kyle, what do you think? And he's like, I'd go with Hufunga. Especially if you think the guy's kind of a gamer. Like, oh, this guy, he's a quote-unquote football player. Like, let's just get him on the field and see if he can make some plays, right? If he does things that maybe you think, you know, he's better suited to appear in a game than part of his deal is he's going to fly around and hit people and you can't do that in practice. He was the Pac-12 defensive player of the year in the shortened season last year. Oh, that sounds right. I think so... Now, I have noticed him for years at USC. Like, he clearly was one of yeah. those, their more impactful players in the back seven. I just think the question is, and it's why they moved him, play speed, right? He's not – can you play in space? Like, if you're playing the Chiefs for real, and let's say Hufunga has to start, I'll promise you Andy's going to try to get that guy in space against some of his guys running like yeah, 4 I mean, 40s. I, I just, think he got – he was – Playing, doing the one. You sometimes a guy turns a corner, looks like he's swimming. <laughs> now it was Tyreek he was chasing, but he was like swimming, trying to get. It's Tyreek. So, but like you've said with this division, 
if he has to start a game and you're playing Seattle, well, DK runs a four, a three, eight, 40. Uh, you know, what's the guy's name? They also drafted Diambador Lenore Eskridge. Oh no. Yeah, Dwayne uh, Eskridge. Yeah. I don't know what Tyler Lockett runs, but he runs fast. I mean, you just, they would try to get people involved with, uh, Hufanga. Obviously, you know, uh, Arizona, you know, I guess Hopkins isn't that fast. Hopkins would actually be a good guy to him to kind of lean to. Just stay on his side. You Maybe you could just keep it that speed. Not the other side. It's just, it, but those it, to guys me, it's are running really on, hard. Those guys are doing this, running them back and it's forth. It's really hard when you're when you're just not a fast guy. And I know they like him for the hitting, but I, I just think you have to cover ground. It's like outfield. Like, you just eventually got to get to the yeah. ball, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, all right. So this was our Saturday night pod. Are we putting this? Is this audio out first thing Sunday morning? Yeah, I mean, whenever the producer wants I mean, to put we, it out. I mean, the producer usually puts it out Monday morning because that's a hot time to put out a podcast. We have not discussed this, so we should uh, I, I put it out tomorrow and just let it marinate for a couple of days. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. All right, everybody, another big week. You going to the Giants game tomorrow? I'm going to the Giants game. My parents are in town, so this actually worked out great. See me up in section three nineteen. Game to game, good. It'll be, you know, add, add to the th- add add to the uh, drama. I'll be up in three nineteen with the people. Is that where you're sitting? Yeah, it's like twenty six bucks a ticket. Damn, it's a pretty good price point. So Go enjoy. Get at, a Ghirardelli Sunday. You uh, you golfing tomorrow Sunday? I think I am. Yeah. All right. Like this video. If you're still here on the video, please give it a like. We appreciate you. Spending a Saturday night with us. This was fun. Thanks to our friends at Tito's. Try the uh, transfusion. Uh, uh, the drink of the week this week. Grape juice, ginger beer, Tito's, squirt of lime. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on Tuesday. Unless well, something happens before that. Uh, let's go uh, one bite. Everyone knows, knows the rules rating. What would you give the transfusion? A really good. Um, it's I would say, yeah, I really liked it. I would say, um, uh, I did not think ginger beer and grape juice would be great together. The one thing I would probably do if I was uh, making it again is water down the grape juice a little bit. It's a little grape juice, a little sweet for me. Um, got some grape juice on the keyboard. I saw when you did your grape juice pour, it was a little strong. Yeah, maybe that's maybe maybe that's the move. Not watered down, just a little less grape juice. So I would do that. I'd be I think you put, I think you put a little too much light on the grape juice. The 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 ginger beer I got is zero sugar. Um but I think you're right. I probably over grape juiced. So I'll under grape I'll I'll go a little lighter on the grape juice. It's been so long since I had grape juice that it's like the first few sips, like, oh my God, this is nineteen ninety eight all over again. And then you get to the bottom of it, and you're like, this is a lot of you know. This thing is 49 grams of sugar in one bottle. That's a lot of sugar in this little thing. So that's what I would recommend to people. Go lighter on the grape juice. And uh, then I think it's... But it really, I did not expect it to taste so good, that combination of flavors. I'm going to try one of those this week. I'm going to go get some ginger ale. There was one one I saw on the Tito's uh, website. It was like um, water, water, like muddled watermelon. I think that's going to be on my list. Just watermelon fantastic. and Tito's. I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. So I know when I was in college, people would just take, at the time, it was not just Tito's. It. it was like a plastic bottle. You would just make a hole, you'd put the thing in, and then you would cut it up and have watermelon. That's Wait, would that you was, put the cut up uh, watermelon the, back in the vodka? No, what you would do is you would cut a hole out of the, the whole watermelon, 
you would put the bottle of vodka like that. Oh. It would soak in there. And then you would cut the watermelon like pieces like you would at a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, and people yeah. just eat them a little bit like edibles. You do not know how much is in every bite of... You can taste it, but it's not that extreme. And then all of a sudden, there are people like puking in the corn like an hour later. It can be outrageous. That's something 19-year-olds think about. Hell, I mean, you can probably go to a barbecue in like the Bay Area. People are doing that too. So I'm not going to try to discount just the ingenuity of drinkers. Sorry, I got, I got, uh, you know, you, you, you tweet a Raider video about Peter been quiet out of the crowd and you just got, you got to deal with replies for the rest of the night. <laughs> Find another narrative. <laughs> <laughs> and they then, are an edgy. Do you think like Yankee fans, D- D- Niner fans, Cowboy, f- just big, big brands. Maybe it's like that. Like if you got into deep with the Yankees, like said something that's counter, do you think you'd get attacked? No, no, I don't know. I don't know. There is an attack nature with Raider fans. Maybe we're just used to it, but they they get they bite, man. They bite, uh, and they 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 rally together quick too. <laughs> they like call their buddies. You know, they they link them in tweets. Like, look at this clown. There's so many Raider fans Billy that we have Jimmy. fun with. So, I, like, in a, a good good fun with. By the way, uh, a lot. You asked me this during the game. It, where's it with Elijah Mitchell? Out a few weeks with an abductor strain. Elijah Mitchell. Gotcha. All right. I don't even think me and you could pull in a doctor. I don't, I don't think so either. Okay, have a good All right, night. everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.